Hello and welcome to episode 9 of Your Average Critics, joined today by Ollie, Chris and Obi. Uh, how's your week been, guys? Yeah, so it was good. We, um, Obi and I last night went to a Gatsby-themed party. So Gatsby um, is like the late 30s, early 40s, America. America. <laughs> America. Um, so it is actually a film based on the book. I like the film. But I'm not going to get into that um, just now. No, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, was it, Ollie, you were saying yesterday you think that it's easier or it's better for girls to dress up as Gatsby than it is for yeah, so they, guys? Yeah, like, so they can dress up in a lot of like glittery glittery things, but for guys it's just like smart, suit one, smart yeah. suits, yeah, yeah. which yeah. we don't get to do enough. No. No, that's, that's good. Well, the thing is, you're just wearing black suits, like, don't you want to jazz it up a bit? Hey, mum was naming. Was it? Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, he had a hat as well. Although, the best thing about that night, I think, for you, was getting a compliment of being a 32-year-old <laughs> Jamie Foxx. <laughs> what? Some girl asked me how, how, old, how old I was, and I was like, oh, I'm 32. And she actually <laughs> believed me. Oh, right. And then we were talking about, Ollie asked, um, I said, oh, who do you think I look like? And then she said, oh, who do you think Obi looks like? She was like, oh, yeah, I'm going with Jamie Foxx. And I was like, I'll take that to the day I die. <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put that on my grave. She's clearly delirious. She was wearing glasses, though. That's the thing, so she's probably blind. We're joined, yeah, joined by Jamie Foxx and our first, our first A-list celebrity guest. Welcome to the show. <laughs> um, we're actually recording in... Uh, we always record in the same room, but this is a spooky room, isn't it? Like, Yeah, Chris is... <laughs> Chris is Room is haunted. Yeah, it's, it definitely is haunted, and there's been some spooky goings on. It's actually weird though. Like, I like. Can, can we actually like think about this for a minute? Because so let's go. Let's let's quickly. I want to go through this. So a few weeks ago, we were in this room. We were talking about Ouija boards because Chris has a Ouija board that he doesn't want to use. He never lets me use it. A couple of people wanted to be like, "Oh yeah, let's play with it, let's play with it," and me and others were like. Fuck that! I'm not even gonna dabble in the dark arts because you don't know what's like. Why would you want to tempt fate? And we st- we were like, oh yeah, let's just do it. Let's do it. As soon as that happens, light fucking the light bulb fucking went. And, we, and at that point, we would have got up and left. I was like, I'm not. I can't hack this anymore. And then so just now, uh, yeah. So um, we, so I hadn't heard this story until just today. Um, and uh, so I was like just joking around. Like Chris told me the sto- a story about. Turning on, uh, he was home alone. He turns the light off in the kitchen, goes upstairs, <laughs> and then, and then sees the light on again. And he, ha- uh, you videoed yourself turning it off or something, yeah, yeah. Just because you know, like paranormal activity, Chris edition. And then, um, yeah. so I was just joking around. So I kind of went, okay, let's do a seance. And I, you know, put my arms open and went, oh, is there anybody here? And then the doorbell rang, <laughs> and I literally crapped myself. <laughs> <laughs> that, that shit is uncanny. It's, it's really, haunted, really man. weird. No, it's not. It's not. A, it can't be a coincidence. I'm not having it, Chris. Maybe need, we. Maybe we need to get a webcam. So we you need like, one of them. Know. Fucking what's it called? Didn't it? Um, holy water. Yeah. <laughs> you need a what's it? Uh, priest and uh, some holy water. Yeah. Exorcism. And Exorcise that. this room. Mm. <sighs> All right. You mentioned Gatsby. Then let's let's talk about Great Gatsby. Yeah. So well, you 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 said you don't like the film. I like the film. So Chris Hobes. I haven't seen it. I thought it was quite a good film. It's like a bit it. long. But it's, a, it's a sad love story, really, isn't mm. it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a classic of literature, isn't it? Um, I've I've I started reading it and again got bored. But um, I'm just not into all of that like big lavish productions and you know, I mean, obviously they they're enjoyable to some people, but I I 
was not engaged with it. Um, I mean, it's directed by Baz Luhrmann, uh, featuring Leo DiCaprio and Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire and Kerry yeah, Mulligan. They're best mates, aren't they? Toby Maguire and. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really? That's cool. Yeah. Get out. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. so they're, random. They've been like together since they were kids acting, Aww. and they're like best mates. That's and cute. now one of them is a lot more famous <laughs> than the <laughs> other. <laughs> but okay, well, well yeah, I, I just don't find. I like it. I don't find it engaging. There's, there's quite a few like, like twists and turns that you don't expect. So I, 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 well, spoilers coming up, but I, I don't, don't want to ruin it for you. No, but. I'm not gonna watch it. Go so on. there's the bit where you think he's essentially killed someone because mm. they. The someone, yeah. Okay. So someone sees his like big yellow car run someone down. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the story was that we f- we find out later that he wasn't actually driving. It was the woman that he loves. Um, but he takes the fall for it really. Um, so I didn't see that coming. And that yeah, was like true. a I can't remember the story. So give us a quick plot summary then. Ooh. Okay. So <laughs> I've got to remember it now. So he is. Rich. He, well, no, he doesn't start off rich. He he starts off as a soldier, and you think he falls in love with this woman, yeah. but then goes off, and then I can't remember what happens. But he, he gets lost, or he inherits inherits in inverted commas uh, a crazy amount of money, um, and yeah. essentially he's trying to get back in contact with this this woman that he's he's still in love with. Um, so he hosts these huge extravagant parties. Mm. Um, and eventually she comes to one of the parties and they'll have this, like, a bit kicking heels up, a bit of romance from the heyday. Um, but then it all goes south because she's supposed to be... She's in, in a relationship, so she's having an affair. Um, but then everyone finds out and they're all in the same room. Ooh. And that is yeah. just tense is it, What's Toby Maguire's character's purpose? Is he there just documenting it? Yeah, so it's, it's from his perspective, really. Um, it starts off as his perspective. Yeah, um, he's like, like a his, writer. His story, yeah. Mm. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Basil Luhrmann anyway. He did a film called Australia, which was about ten days long. And they just... Nah, not my sort of thing. I think he did... Um, what else did he do that? Romeo and Juliet? The, I think that was the musical Remake. one. The musical one. Was Caprio, yeah. Right? yeah, I've seen that. I like that film. Maybe I need to rewatch it. Mm. Maybe I'm too cynical. That's, that's a good question. Well, Go it, for it. Um... What are you, what's your favourite um, film starring? Or, well, with DiCaprio in it. Oh, Easy. The Departed. The Departed. Okay. Hands down. Have <laughs> you seen that yet? I haven't seen it yet, no. Oh, my God. You're going at me for not you seeing Lion King. the fucking ending for me. So, well, not you personally. Can you remember it? But this podcast in it. Fucking um, something to do with Matt Damon and Mark Wahlberg. So <laughs> someone, someone dies. Just watch it, watch it. Yeah. It's, it's really, so good. It's like, it's like not even that. That ending is just so not even relevant to the whole film. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, uh, if if you took away the departed, I'd probably go with Catch Me If You Can. Yes. That's a good show. I like Catch Me If You Can. That is a really film. good film. Loads of people like Blood Diamond, but that's a good film. I haven't yeah, watched it all the way through. I don't think. I've seen it oh, once. Took me a while to get engaged with it. Really. I always forget about that film. Can um, you can you do the impression? Please do it. Go on. What the South African accent? Yeah, no, I'd probably be quite <laughs> offensive, offensive to people if I tried to do that. He does it so well. <laughs> um, what else has he done? Django. Oh, God, he's done so much. Yeah, his performance in that was good. And he did that that improv scene, didn't he? Where he smashed the glass yeah. cuts his and hand. he actually cuts his hand. That is grim though, because he smeared his own blood in that woman's face. She looks proper terrified. Because right? it's real life. Yeah, right? yeah. I reckon she had no, no idea. Yeah. I don't think anyone did. Well, it wasn't meant to be part of the scene. I don't think no. he just did it. Obviously, you got um, Shutter Island. That's a really Shutter good Island. film. Wolf of Wall Street, Titanic. Wolf of Wall Street. Classic. Mm. Titanic. Yeah. Mm. 
there. Inception. Oh, Inception. Inception, yes. Um, I don't think that... Again, we've spoken about this before, but um, the fact that he won the Oscar for The Revenant, like, he's, we've just named so many good films that he's been in, and like mm. his performances have been consistent throughout. I can't really think of anywhere where he's, he's had a bad performance. Uh, have you seen The Beach? Yeah. No. That's a really good film. Yeah. Danny Boyle. Oh, that petrified me. Like, so there's a bit and he's like in the lagoon, and um, there's that shark. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yes, so today we have literally just come back from seeing Power Rangers. Woo! Um, go, go, Power Rangers. And our discussion is going to contain spoilers. Um, so we'll try and put in the description um, when we start spoiling it. And then, you know, if, if you haven't had a chance to see it yet, then you, you can just, skip, just skip forward. But let's start by trying to do a little bit of non. Non uh, spoilerific. So all right, I'm gonna say something because I feel like if you haven't watched Power Rangers, you're not gonna like this film. And I like, didn't really because taking it from the perspective of Glenn, you didn't like it as a film, it. and we liked it because yeah. we've watched Power Rangers and yeah. we do like well, did do like watching Power Rangers still do do. <laughs> um, so I think that's what you got to take from this film. Really, it's yeah. a one or the other. I think. I think. It was a bit... But this is it. If you're an adult, like, you're not going to be that interested in a teen, um, like a teen superhero film anyway, because of there's certain... It's like people, like, obviously apart from myself, like, I like to watch, like, teen dramas and stuff like that. Like, I find them quite interesting. But I would say that most, you know, people my age... Or a bit, maybe a bit older. Who 32. Would, yeah, yeah, 32. <laughs> who would um, go to watch a film, which wouldn't find it. Because it's not... it's not. Um, they can't relate to it. Do you know what I mean? Because, obviously, it's superheroes, so you can't really relate to it. But, like, the, 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 the people who are acting in it, they're not their age. Um, their mentalities are completely different. So maybe, if you're a, if you're a grown adult, then that's obviously... Not, I feel like that's not going to be your sort of thing. But if you're from, like obviously like children but that age like maybe 14 to 18 you're much more likely to be engrossed in that film than you are yeah if you're do you think it's appropriate for children uh yeah. much more than a lot of the f- recent like 12 so this but power is a 12 certificate film that's what i mean like a they, lot more... they do swear in it yeah but I th- you can say shit in pgs and it's it's not that bad oh, okay um just swear i know well, but then one of them also says mother yeah, and you then, can't, yeah, yeah. The f- <laughs> but again, like children aren't gonna know necessarily know yeah, like that, and obviously that's a diehard reference. So you know, adults will get it. I think this film, and you kind of alluded to it, it, it is a superhero film, but it's not as gritty as no. like the even even though like Marvel films aren't you know gritty in 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 the same way that like kind of DC films are kind of mm. veering towards, but. There's certainly a lot more kind of, I don't know, it's, maybe it is because the, all the actors are mostly adults, but it just feels a bit more, well, want of a better word, real kind of like, because mm. Power Rangers is kind of, in a, in a sense, like kind of theatrical and quite over the top. Yeah. I think they tried to make it, the thing is for me, I think the aim for them, and I could be completely out of whack here, I could be wrong, but I think the aim was that it was aimed for the 90s kids. It wasn't aimed for the new generation. It was a bit, because obviously the whole Power Rangers of it, but... Is there a current to... TV show of Power Rangers? Yes. Yeah. Oh, there is? Yeah, they're like on season 23 or something. Jeez. Yeah. But, like, I personally think that it was made for us. Like, it kind of... 
I think they tried to make it a more modern version for the 90s kids, mm, okay. almost. That's why I think it was a bit more, as you say, gritty, almost, wasn't it? No, I was saying this wasn't oh, th- gritty. This wasn't gritty. No. Well, this is more darker than a, than a TV series of Power Rangers. I yeah, say. I kind of assumed that it would be a PG when it came out, but I mean, it was, to be fair, it was quite a light 12 in my opinion. Mm. But it, the, so the story, if anyone doesn't know or is not familiar with Power Rangers, basically is like, well, in this, again, you can kind of interrupt me if, if I if this isn't true for the TV show, but for the film anyway, there's I'm like... I'm going to tell you straight away, if you're going to start with the, where the film starts, that is not the same in the TV so show. all the kids, uh, all the teenagers are all in the same detention class and then they kind of uh, end up at a mine where they find these five different coloured stones and... How did you go from detention to mine? Well, cause so, the, <laughs> so one of the kids, his dad used to take him to the mine and he said, oh, let's just go hang out there. And then... Um, then it yeah. all happens really, <laughs> then yeah. they find these stones and finds a spaceship and yeah and become eventually become Power Rangers it was basically the Breakfast Club meets Transformers it was quite Breakfast Club wasn't it yeah the thing is I, don't, I can't quite remember how it all starts in the actual thing I think they, they I've, I'm, I was literally I was trying to remember how it started but I'm almost certain they do get detention for fighting um, I'm, I think in the TV show I might be completely wrong but I think um, Billy gets into a fight and then Jason and Zach break it up and I think Kimberly and Trini are involved in it somehow and I'm pretty sure they go they go to detention. I could be I could be making it up completely, but I think that's how the first episode yeah. goes. So the threat is that there's a woman called Rita Repulsa and she's trying to find this Zeo crystal. Uh, Zeo crystal which gives life to planets or something. Um something like that. Something like that. Um I was gonna say I like I quite liked how they um they kind of mixed Mighty Morphin and Zeo because like in the TV series, it goes from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers to Zeo Power Rangers. So then they use Zeo crystals, which aren't in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, but they kind of like mix them together with the two. Okay. So that could probably be a lead-off to the, yeah. when they turn into that in later films, maybe. Mm. But I'll tell you the, diff, the big difference, probably, and it might not necessarily be a difference, it might be the truth, but I don't think you ever get an origin story of where Rita Repulsa and Zordon know each other from. It's just... In the TV series, they are just enemies, and Zordon's the good guy, Rita Repulse is the bad guy. She's been locked away, she's now been released. In this series, you see that they used to be former Rangers. Mm, yeah. And I thought that was quite a good backstory, and I kind of like. I really liked it, actually. But then, on the flip side of that, I thought Zordon was a bit of an arsehole. So, tell us who Zordon is, for those of you who don't know. He's like the mentor to the Power Rangers, I guess, or mm. he's the guy who tries to guide them to be in the Power Rangers almost, although he does it in a very... Um, very way. different way to the TV, to how the TV show Yeah, is. Well, in the TV show, they tend to just know how to do all these things. Like, yeah. they'll do the hand actions or whatever, and then they'll become the Rangers. But in this, he literally does not help them in any... He, like, gives them hints, which is frustrating because you just want him to basically tell them. But Do they not normally have, like, a wrist thing that they slap? Um, they have a belt. Their belt buckle is their... Do they not go, like... Power they have a watch that they yeah. can communicate with, and oh, then they have right. their belt thing, which they got like they do like hand action forward with it in their hand, and then they okay. say, "Do you know what really disappointed me? Actually, that they didn't do that. I wanted to hear, you know, Mastodon, all that, all that oh, shit." Yeah. When they, when they, so in the TV show, before they morph, they all call out their Megazords, and um, then they, and then they morph into whatever, whatever. But in the, in the film, obviously, they don't do that. I mean, because it would be super cheesy if they it's did so it. so gimpy. They, yeah. they did do loads of cheesy little bits, they though. Did. Like, what do it they, was cheesy. What do yeah. they say? Uh, 
when the guys he he stand on the podium, he says like a catchphrase from the old one, or he says, "Oh, it's morphing time." It's morphing time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And you they kind of want things like that, yeah. don't you? Yeah. Like when you know when you watch the Hulk and he goes Hulk smash or whatever, yeah. or mm. when you watch. Uh, What's, what's the, uh, Luke Cage and he says it's Christmas time sweet Christmas sweet Christmas, sweet Christmas. <laughs> it's Christmas, Christmas time <laughs> 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 what a catchphrase uh, that is no but um, you also had mistletoe and wine you also had him uh, when he said about the mama's ord and he yeah, was like oh no that's rubbish yeah, yeah, yeah. that was cool but, yeah. okay so as fans of the TV show uh, did you ever watch the TV show Ollie? <laughs> on my five channel television yeah. <laughs> no I, th- I think I saw like part of an episode, and I, I one thing that I remember. I, well, correct me if I'm wrong, but like back in that th- those days, they had like special effects. So they were like doing all their ninja fighting, and when they moved their arms, someone was doing like a like a sound effect. So it sounded like yeah, so crap. <laughs> but as fans of the TV show, then how does the film kind of you know live up to? I guess you had quite high expectations. My expectations were high. Oh really? Yeah, Why were your expectations low? Because this then. Because the TV the, series wasn't exactly great. It's just so hey, light. Get out of here, Chris. I meant the visual effects and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Behave. The sequel's never as good as the original, basically. But yeah. this isn't a sequel, is but it? It's, it's, it's a reboot. It, yeah, but that's basically a sequel. But, it's, but like, I... Me, personally, I was saying earlier, I think that the film is well-made. Um, obviously, because they've got a bigger budget and everything, and they can do better special effects and everything like that. Like, better CGI and all that. Um, but the original films and TV show is better but I probably think that because I watched it when I was younger and I liked it more like I wouldn't watch Power Rangers now you just did uh, but I mean the TV show like I wouldn't I, w- I wouldn't watch Power like the new the current series of Power Rangers now because you're not really the demographic for it yeah yeah and I think that's what I was trying to get to in terms of saying that like Marvel and DC films are a bit grittier so they're actually more aimed at adults like obviously they're not adult films but they're mm. you know it's kind of they're, they're yeah just they just are targeted more towards adults like a lot of the themes um, you know there's a lot more consequence certainly in the later um, Marvel films you know like you actually see the consequences of them destroying a city every other day and you know um is it Civil War where the Tony Stark meets the mother and she says, like, oh, you killed my yeah. child in Sokovia. Mm. Um, whereas there wasn't much of that in this. It was, you know, like, they do destroy an entire town, but it was kind of like, you know, you don't really see the, the, the devastation um, that, you know, you get in, especially the later Marvel films. Mm. Um, That's almost like the TV series, though. They used to destroy oh, cities yeah. and then all yeah. every, like, okay. every episode. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I I didn't like the film. I found it incredibly, incredibly boring. Um, and I felt that they spent far too long. Uh, character building. Character building, like so. The film's two hours long. It felt about nine, and it was only like the last twenty minutes or so, maybe even less, where they actually have like they fight the bad guy. Um, obviously, you need because it's an origin story. Yeah. You need to have a lot of character building, but. Is there not, do, like, I feel like, obviously the fight was at the end, but I think if we'd gotten fights, like, in the middle earlier, and they were fighting them straight away, we would have just been like, oh, how do they know how to fight and everything straight away? So, yeah, like, we the, spent a lot of period of, him, of them training, and even learning how to morph. Um, I think that was, um, 
Because when you're when you're watching um, the Power Rangers TV show, like I'm pretty sure the first episode they morph and that's it, and they can all fight and and they can all do whatever. They could all fight before, couldn't they? That's so true. They did martial that's, arts, that's true. But I see your point. But you know what yeah. I mean? Like they they could morph and then like straight away, and that was it. So I think it was kind of good to take it in a, like a different route. Like I kind of need to learn how to how to morph. Like it's not that sim- It's not as simple. They need to learn how to morph. They need to learn how to fight, or at least, yeah, be, at least be able to defend themselves. I understand that. I mean, there is a kind of montage when they're in a fighting pit and they get holograms of all the... the Puddies. Uh, the what? Puddies. Puddies. But, again, that's... They could have played that out a bit longer and you've been like, okay, yeah, there's mm. a bit more action. It was just, oh, a lot of it was kind of teen soap drama, which... I think that's what they were going for. Yeah. Right? Yeah, again, that sort of stuff. I don't really like that sort of stuff. I, I do give it credit, though, for some of the themes it has. So I kind of felt maybe I'm... Kind of reading too much into it, but so he's got a. They've got a lesbian character, so the Yellow Ranger. Mm-hmm. Um, well, she, maybe she could be bisexual, but she says that you know she has girlfriends, and then the Blue Ranger is autistic, mm-hmm. or maybe he has Asperger's. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you know credit to them for you know having these these characters, and it's just so normal, mm-hmm. like. You know, we were talking about uh, last week, you know, the Beauty and the Beast moment, um, which we'll come back to, but it was was song and dance, like, all this hullabaloo, like, oh my God, how dare they, you know, kind of contentious controversy around it, whereas this is just kind of, hey, look, you know, it is what it is, it's as a representation of teenage school life, you know, I mean, when we were at school, we knew people who, you know, were homosexual and on the spectrum of autism. Um, and also I kind of felt like the Power Rangers as a whole is kind of like a metaphor for, you know, diversity and accepting everybody. Mm. Because, you know, I think, they is it the little robot? He says five, five coloured stones, five kids, five different coloured kids. Yeah. And obviously that's on one level, they're all like red, blue, green, um, pink, yellow, whatever. But they were all different race races, weren't they? So the main guy was white. Then the Yellow Ranger was kind of like Latina. Mm. Uh, even the the Pink Ranger, I don't know what, where she's from, but she's from London. Oh, she's from London. <laughs> but then and then you also had the uh, Asian guy and the black guy. Mm. So it's quite you know representational, especially as you know they again like one of them is autism, one of them's homosexual. Um, and it's all about them getting along, like becoming friends, and I guess on a, you know, bigger level, it's kind of like all these different cultures and ways of life coming together. So quite, I quite liked that part of it. But then it was kind of a bit force-fed when he says to, so Billy, who's the Blue Ranger, he says to, God, what's his name? The Red Ranger. Jason. Jason. He says, I'm on the spectrum. And he's like, you could quite clearly... Uh, you you kind of got that he was autistic. Mm. It didn't need to be that level of obviousness, mm. and that kind of ruined it a little bit for me. You know, it's like you you've kind of got this character who, for the first twenty minutes of the film, you know, it's kind of obvious that he's autistic, and then he has to explicitly say it. It's kind of you didn't need that. Wasn't necessary for me. Kind of took a away part of it. Mm. But then, what what did you guys like about it? <laughs> no, no, I'm uh, no, I thought, no, I thought it was really good. I thought it, just, I thought it emulated the TV series pretty well, and it brought back the 
old characteristics of it very well as well. And um, I was really, before we watched the film, I didn't like, I think you might be in agreement, you didn't like the suits. But no. when you're watching the film, they're actually pretty good. They look better, yeah. Alpha 5, I, I thought it was going to be an alien, I thought it was going to be a bit naff. But I still think a, Alpha 5 was shit. That's, that's one of the things that that's... Probably the main thing I didn't like about See, the film. I thought that was. I thought Alpha Five was fine again. Alpha Five's the little robot. Robot, yeah. yeah. I don't know how many of them are, I there like are, it. but I didn't like his voice either or her voice. I don't know who's. But um, I mean the things I thought. Um, I thought the Pink Ranger looked really similar to the old Pink Ranger, Kimberly. I thought. I thought the plug that they did was really good as well. Well, it's only short though. What plug? The cameo. Uh, the, the cameo at the end. So. Of the, well, I didn't. Re- I wasn't really given any spoilers, but I guess okay. The the old Green Ranger Tommy uh, or slash White Ranger and the old Pink Ranger Kimberly were at the end photoing the Megazord. Um, only thing that I was a bit um, I thought it was a uh, what's it called when they do something wrong in a movie? Um, Looper. Uh, oh. Almost yeah. I'll so what you were gonna say so yeah. Okay. So basically, the kid gets pushed and he's getting. Which the the bully's push? trying to attack um, Billy, okay. and Billy's not getting hurt by it. And Billy drops his, gets his folder knocked out of his hand, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. But then, as he's walking away, he has his folder again. But he, you don't see him actually pick up the folder. Yeah. And then also, the Red Ranger with the sword. Don't know where he got it from, but then he ended up putting it back. No, I didn't. Really, I don't know where he got that. He sword literally from. magically made a sword, which I was fine with, and then he put it back at the end of the film. I when did, I didn't didn't it come out of suit? Yeah, but then he put the sword back at the end. He put the sword back in. The sword. Oh, it came out of his arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I was fine with. I was fine with the sword coming out of his arm. That's fine. Like that's his suit. It's the inner body suit that he's got. Mm. But then he at the end went back to see Zordon yeah. and he put the sword in a sword holster. Mm. And I was like, but what was the necessity of doing that? And wouldn't your sword just disappear when your suit came off? I'd, um, just just little minor things. And then also. I had an issue with it, but at the same time, I kind of thought they could get around it. Was when they were in the water and then they come out of the water, they're not soaking wet. <laughs> yeah. But yet they claim to be soaking wet, but they're not soaking wet. That's true. But then my thought was maybe it was like almost like a vacuum kind of thing that like it dried them off. Then the comment about her being because she said oh, one of them said their clothes was wet. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they didn't look wet in the no. slightest. So I was like, you've got to go with one or the other. Really, you've got to be completely dry because of this they, thing. They were wet when they entered the thing, though. But they weren't that wet. They weren't wet as wet as if they had been swimming in water. I thought they were. I, I didn't. I didn't. I thought they looked. Pretty, they all looked pretty wet. Oh, okay. Personally. Maybe it was just me. I don't know. Then. Maybe. Um, Did you not think? I don't know. You saw it. Yeah, well. I didn't. You know, it wasn't like they're drenched. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. So it doesn't really leave. It didn't really set up a sequel, which. Uh yeah, it did because well, basically, only in the post-credits scene, right? Uh, well, not really, because I think. Rita Repulsa getting knocked into space could imply that she's going to be on the moon, which is where she was originally in the TV series. Then she, you also have the green Power Ranger crystal, which is now somewhere that we don't know where, because she didn't have her staff when she was in there. Oh, I just assume they confiscated it, I don't know. Oh, so they might have the green crystal, but then the post-credits, so that that would be the end. So you could say that you could either have Rita Repulsa on the moon, mm. you could have the Machine Empire come down, you could have Lord Zed come down, or... Like we said, the Green Ranger almost. But it's not as obvious a setup for a sequel as a lot. Maybe of they did that on purpose, just in case the film yeah didn't do well. But then obviously they had the post-credit scene where you get spoiler, but uh, yeah, um, you had the post-credit scene where you see Tommy Oliver, who was formerly the Green Ranger in the old TV series. So 
Yeah, so yeah. setting it up for the yeah. next Green Ranger. But they've announced that they're planning to do five sequels. I mean, it's, it's possible, isn't it? Because, like, you have all them episodes that you can feed off. You could have any baddie from any of those episodes. You could have several big main villains, like... Whether they can pull off five, I don't know. Maybe they've been a bit audacious. But well, the thing they could they can switch because obviously there's loads of different. You got Power Rangers My Morphin, that went for three seasons, and then after that they just kept changing, uh, like names, destinations, themes, and yeah. themes, and everything like that. So they could, at the like after a couple, uh, maybe Mighty Morphin based ones, start changing it based on like Power Rangers Zio, Power Rangers Turbo, Lost in Space, Lost Galaxy, all them ones. Actually, what they did quite clever as well was that they. I almost got the feeling they implied that these were the Power Rangers of Earth at the very beginning when Zordon was like 65 million years ago in the whatever era. He almost implied that he was the Power Rangers, they were the Power Rangers protecting Earth and there could be other ones because it wasn't. They also implied that these crystals were a part of lots of planets, didn't mm. they? Not just this planet. Yeah. yeah. So then I suppose you could, in, you could pull in, in space and all that stuff. But then character building for some of these other. If you're going to dive. You're going to change it to different power ranges. I think character building is going to be somewhat more difficult. Mm. Talking about the Green Ranger, you, Obi, sent us a link to their Twitter feed yeah. where they basically teased the Green Ranger. Yeah. What? Why? In hindsight, I am less annoyed about about that, that tweet than I was originally. So why originally were you annoyed? Because I thought... That maybe in the in the post credit scene, they were gonna show actually actually show the um the Green Ranger in his suit or whatever I don't know what but doing something, so I thought oh why they could have just left that out, um, so right at the beginning of the film, um they show Rita Repulsa to be of the former Green Ranger so the fact that they did they showed it right at the beginning of the film that's that means that yeah. them doing that tweet it didn't it didn't matter for me because it okay. wasn't it wasn't meant as like a sort of a surprise. Like they just did it. They did it literally straight at the beginning. So I was cool with it after that. Um, but I just want to say that like, I really, I really liked the film. Um, I thought that it was quite well made. The plot was was fairly was fairly um, well written out. I liked how they like made it quite breakfast. Like give it gave it, like a breakfast club sort of vibe. Like these five, like because in the TV show they're all. I think they're all like. They're all friends. Do they all staff as friends? I'm not sure if they all staff as friends, but they're all just like naturally friendly people. They come together and it's all that. But it's obviously wasn't that similar in uh, this film because they're all like from different backgrounds and blah 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 blah. But yeah, that was really good. Um, and I because I'm a massive Power Rangers fan, I think I was gonna probably like the film regardless of how it turned out, just because I like Power Rangers in the first instance. The only thing that <laughs> that annoyed me was when. Um, when Rita Repulsa goes to Trini's house and attacks her, and she's f- smashing all over the bedroom. Where the hell? Why didn't her parents come out? And say, I know. What the hell's going on? Like, literally, she was smashing all over the room, making all this noise. I was thinking, surely somebody would have be woken up by this. That was actually the only thing I was like, mm, that's a bit silly. But you were saying you kind of liked the Pink Ranger and her role, didn't you? Saying yeah, that. so she was. So obviously, the Red Ranger is the leader, and there's quite a you know quite a heavy-handed use of making him the leader and, you know, mm. quite explicit, like, you are the leader, you've got the, you know. Mm. But she was, I felt, more ingenious um, and reactionary to, to the situation. Like, you know, she's got a flying Zod, what is it? Zord. Zord. And, uh, you know, she's quite good at, she, she was kind of taking a lead role in the fight mm. and the Red Ranger was kind of pretty crap. Um, you know, she, her tactics were decent. Um, so, yeah, you know. 
she could do a job at Arsenal, I think. Mm. <laughs> what about um, so Red Ranger looking like Zac Efron? My God, he's, a, he's the carbon copy of Zac Efron. Just I genuinely thought it was him. Zac Efron's pretty hench, though. No, but I mean, like, he looks a bit chubbier than Zac Efron oh, okay. did. Although he had that six pack, which came out of nowhere. Really long six yeah. pack. Like, his ab. Yeah, if you think he's chubby, then you must think I'm morbidly obese, mate. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> what do we think about the five sequels announced then? Do we want all of them? At, like, do we do we want to know that there's going to be five? Or? I don't watch all of them. So I, don't, I, don't, I don't care. I'll watch every single one. Yeah, so but they've announced like. five sequels. Yeah. If they do another one, which they probably will, and then that's not successful, then they'll just cancel them. Well, I think they're kind of, you know, being a bit, like you said, ambitious. Mm. You know, you might as well say, oh, we've got, we'll start on a trilogy or, you know. The thing is, I don't think they will cancel them, though. Because I think, it's like we're saying, I think they'll just go and do a different Power Rangers. They'll mm. just be like, oh, Power Rangers 3 will be Power Rangers in space or something. Yeah, but then if the first two aren't successful, why would they bother doing that? Because, you know, it's not going to make I them think, money. I it? think they're going to make money regardless. I think parents are going to take their kids to see Power Rangers. Mm. I think that is Was their Power money. Rangers really that big? I think, I think it's, it's pretty, pretty big, massive. yeah. So, yeah. Is it just this side of the pond or in the USA as well? It's massive in the USA. It's and bigger it's in the USA than it is here and in Japan. And Japan as well, because they always... They're, they're they, start, they started it off. Yeah. yeah. Japan are always making these... Fighting Godzilla, right? Their one, and then <laughs> the US make their one after. Yeah, okay. So, what, um, so in Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin, I think it's like the first two seasons of Mighty Morphin. So um, Power Rangers started off in Japan, and then it was successful there, so they moved it over in English. So... Pretty much all of the fight scenes that are they what the American uh, makers of Power Rangers would do was they would take the scene, all the fight scenes um, from uh, the Japanese version and be like, okay, we need to make an episode out of this. So they would take so like all the pretty much all the fight scenes that's not done by any they've all been done previously by the um, people in Japan. So do you mean they're literally taking the footage? They've and literally, reusing, they've literally, yeah, reusing literally the footage. taking footage and reusing okay. it, and then doing a plot around around what the fight, what the fights are. And so um, you'll notice in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers that the um, pink ranger has a skirt on her suit, and the yellow ranger doesn't. That's because and but in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the American version, the yellow ranger is a girl, an Asian girl called um, Trini, but in the Japanese version, the Asian ranger is a man. So yeah, so just a little quip there. Okay. Mm. Because you know, like, isn't that Fantastic Beast? They've announced like five sequels as well, and obviously, like, Fast and Furious, have mm. said they're going up to ten, but they announced that quite a while ago as well. Do, do we want? Do we want to know that there's this many coming out, or is it? Because I kind of like surprises in a sense. You know, you watch a film, you're like, oh, I really liked that film. I'd like quite like to see a sequel. And then, you know, the element of surprise is gone if you know that they're planning for... True, because like, Incredibles would be a good example of that. Like, yeah. I'm, f- I'm sure lots of us as kids wanted a sequel to that. Mm. And then, was it ten years later, we we're going to get one? Yeah. So, yeah that was... Really? Yeah, they're Incredibles 2. Yeah, next, this year or next year, I think it's coming out. Wicked. <laughs> I think there's a little bit of arrogance to announce that many sequels. Mm. You know, they might have ideas for them, fair enough. Mm. But, you know, you maybe, you, maybe... This one does well, and you'd be like, oh, they've announced a sequel, and you'd be like, oh, cool, you know, I can't wait for that to come out. But then it's kind of like, oh, you've got the next ten years of your life planned out with, with you know, Fantastic Beasts and Fast and Furious and all these films. Could, and you, even, could you not say that about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, though? They've got so but many we, films. Yes, I, I, to an extent. But because 
they are mostly individual like characters mm. and plus again that gets sh- shifted around all the time doesn't it like they cancelled in humans make that tv show um True. so you know like i guess you know so a point of it is to build anticipation and i get that but if if you if they said oh yeah we're going to do eight black panther movies you'd be like oh, going right the yeah, first true, one might yeah. be decent. You're like, okay, well, I've got seven more to do till the story's concluded, or potentially I, the arc. I think the thing you got now with more recent films, and this is like stemming kind of off of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the MonsterVerse that we're now creating with Kong. I think a lot of film franchises aren't necessarily doing it for the, the anticipations out the window, isn't it? But they're not necessarily doing it to show confidence or show they've got ideas. But I think they're doing it to create this universe that they want. That each individual. Uh, film companies seem to want their their universe out there. Like, so you've got the Potterverse or Harry yeah. Potter, whatever they called it, Monsterverse, Marvel Cinematic Universe, the DC Universe. There's also the, um, I think it's Universal, they're doing The Mummy, and then they're also going to do like Dracula, oh, Dracula and, and Frankenstein that, yeah. and stuff. So it's just, so, I think so they're, just, they're just doing it so they've got a good backing, haven't they? And then, mm-hmm. and then it entices people to go and watch them other films. You so, create your branding. Yeah. Then. I mean, I don't know what you could stem off of the Power Rangers, because, however, they did have a few episodes, didn't they, back in the day with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Did they? So, yeah, yeah so that's they, funny. Yeah. So they could have, a, I suppose, a time with that, although that mm. would be pretty out there to do a time mm. with that. I think um, they did a few others as well, but I can't remember off the top of my head who else they did. Transformers would be cool if they could... Because they do, yeah. they do make a, a reference to Bumblebee, don't they? True. And also, actually saying that, there is a comic book, and I think I have mentioned this, Power Rangers vs. Justice, Justice League. League. Yeah. So I've actually... I bought, I bought, I bought um, the first one. I bought the second one. Oh, yeah. Can I have the first one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can get the second one. Yeah, cool. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, and there's possibilities that are endless with, throughout films. I mean, you could essentially cross over any of these universes with any of these universes because they are so far-fetched, aren't they? Mm. But yeah... I mean, Power Rangers is a bit of a hard one, though, as well, because I think even though there are so many different Power Rangers and so many different brands of Power Rangers, so you've got like Ninja Force, uh, Wild Force, all this, I think a lot of them originate on Earth. I think that is going to be their, like, hard, the hard, that's going to be hard to shift from one to another on, on Earth. But I suppose you've got, like, in space, you've got... Can, uh, I, can I quiz you quickly, Chris? Oh, go on, then, <laughs> go on. I want to see how many you can name, if you, and oh, if you can no. name them in order. Uh, in order? Yeah. Oh, sugar. Mighty Morphin Z.I. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Turbo. Yeah. Uh, in Space. Yeah. Then it was Lost Galaxy. Yeah. Then it was... Oh, I want to say it was... um. It was It was that... Was it the Wild Force? No. Nah, what was after that? Lightspeed Rescue. Lightspeed Rescue. Oh, that was a bit... Then it was Wild Force. Time Force. Time Force. Then oh, mate. Time Force. Force was sick. Yeah, then Wild Force, then... Ninja Storm. Ninja Storm. Yeah, no, I can't go after that. I don't think. Dino Thunder. Thunder. And then after then... that, I'm done. <laughs> I don't know right. any after that. That was the last one That I should watched. be your mastermind question. There's a few. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in season 23, aren't I? I mean, in the latest one, in the latest se- series of Power Rangers, they have their, their little morphing thing, but they have the image of all the old um, Power Rangers, and then they just literally get that figure, put it in their thing, and they're like... Morphin Time or whatever they say and then they turn into one of the old Power Rangers oh. and apparently all the old Power Rangers have special abilities that they don't have and it's like, mm. Mm. but yeah okay yeah so talking about um, sequels I don't know Ollie if you heard that um, 
Star Wars, they said they've got ideas for the next 15 years <laughs> for, for films, like, beyond... Come on. Beyond episode nine. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, like, Star Wars, it was, it was good with the first three films that, that were made, not the first three, you know, Phantom Menace and those three. They were just rubbish, but... No. You watched them, though, weren't you? Probably not all of them, because, like, I was really let down by the, the seventh one. And thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the thi- the anoint- Yeah, I agree with you guys saying that it totally takes the anticipation away because obviously the Phantom Menace was actually made what twenty years after the the very mm. well, the last film that was made. So there was like a big gap, mm. you know. And because obviously, well, Star Wars is like a huge brand. Mm. Um. So I don't want to know that because then they'll just dilute the story and then yeah. like with the X Men, there's loads of continuity errors that you guys talk about. So that, I think, will kind of let it down, but keep it alive, you know? It's like the same with shows. Like, some kind of properties just need to just need to end, and then they'll be, you know, perfect in their containment, whereas you just keep adding more and more and more. And again, like, to hammer a point, if I know there's going to be 15 years worth of Star Wars films, I'm going to be like, oh, I'm not, you know, it doesn't excite me whereas when they're saying oh we've announced episode 7 I was like oh wow that you know that's that's going to be so cool can't wait to watch that but if they'd said at that point we're going to do episode 7 to 26 I'd be like oh didn't no. they say though when they first made 7 that they were going to make a film every year yeah but they didn't say it was going to follow on so so we knew they were doing because 8 because obviously and 9. Rogue One was the, like the very first yeah. to... that was really good actually I like that um, so that was a prequel but now they're also doing they're going to be doing the story of Han Solo yeah um, apparently Han Solo's name is not Han Solo <laughs> originally apparently that's what the story's going to be about as well that's about his name <laughs> I don't know apparently he rumoured Boba Fett one as well wasn't there or yeah see that would be quite cool this goes back to like our discussion a few a few weeks ago about like John Wick and assassins where it's like, like now it's bounty hunters against yeah. each other that's quite cool you know mm. yeah. like it. that's quite yeah it's quite good you can see the origin of why he became one I suppose well I'm looking forward to episode 8 this year okay so let's talk about a film that as far as I'm aware is not going to have millions of sequels and it's just a standalone film which is quite nice for once and that is Arrival so mm. you saw that recently Ollie. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't like it. <laughs> you didn't like it? <laughs> it was totally shit. I'll oh, what? Why didn't you like it? It was just so boring. I thought, ugh. with extraterrestrial life, it was like, so it's a space film. Give, um, us, a, give us a summary. Um, so, aliens have come to Earth and they're dotted across the planet um, and each country is trying to essentially communicate with them. So the US, being the US, do a pretty good stand-up job. Um, but... Well, what I did like about it actually was that there's it doesn't just follow the extraterrestrial like the trying to understand their language, but it kind of follows the not really the outbreak of nuclear war because it doesn't really occur, but like humanity and our I don't know our weaknesses is mm. that each country wanted to keep up the secrets yeah. that they've learned not sharing yeah because they they thought that like the aliens would you know they could get weapons and things like that but. Yeah. No? no? It, what? Not a fan. Not a fan, mate. Have either of you seen it? No. It was I'm, up for a few Oscars, though, wasn't it? Yeah. That's one of the films that I said Amy Adams probably should have been nominated mm. for. I thought it was really good. I mean, it's not your typical sci-fi film, because there is no action in it. There isn't, no. At all. And normally you'd think a film with no action is 
going to be pretty crap. I mean, obviously you do think it's crap, but I thought it was really thought-provoking because it's quite a deep film in the mm. sense that, you know, it's all about language and communication, but not just with the aliens, but with each other, like intercontinentally, internationally. Um, and it's all, you know, quite a human story, really. Um, but they ruined it with time. You just... Oh, God, it really winds me up. Yeah, when that was a bit of a weird like, device. Trying to bring in the element of time travel. Oh. And if, essentially, she can see the future, and she knows that something really dreadful is going to happen in the future. Yeah. And if you, if, if you guys knew what was going to happen in the future, would you try and divert it? Or? It's going to happen anyway. <laughs> but it might happen in a different way. So mm. if There's always the theory, isn't I would there, suggest that the like, film... if, if you go back and kill Hitler, someone just as bad yeah or something worse might happen you don't know but the one film I would suggest to you guys is The Time Machine um, I think it's Orson Welles double check okay. um, and that's a classic like that's a genuine good film about time travel because it's essentially he creates this time machine um, but the love of his life keeps dying mm. um, and he has to understand that whatever he does he can't change like her fate. That's like Rip Hunter in Legends of Tomorrow. Sorry. Oh really? Yeah. That's also like uh, anime that I watched. Stein. Well, I watched Steins Gate, which I think is really good. Which is has the same kind of plot as well. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, it's the same with like um, Butterfly Effect, isn't it? It's quite a common plot device, but. Um... Oh. But then with that, like he essentially he he gets knocked out and goes into the future, and so that's it. That's the time travel, and then he's just stuck in, like, in the future because he can't go back. Cause mm. his, his machine's broken. Um, but like yeah oh I thought you'd have but, liked it we've right. seen that machine by the way in Big Bang Theory yeah that's the time machine oh right oh okay yeah. cool is that any good still Big Bang Theory it's winding down to its conclusion I feel I think they should give it another maybe one more season and then call it a day are you going to watch the Sheldon <sighs> prequel thing I'll watch I'll, I might watch a couple episodes but I don't think it's going to be very good because I just don't think I don't think Jim Parsons is a very unique, like the character of Sheldon is a very unique character, and he plays it like I don't think anyone can recreate what he does mm. really, especially not a, probably a child who's inexperienced as an actor. I'm assuming because he's gonna be quite young, I think. Yeah, like yeah. teenager or younger. So I don't know. I'll give it a chance, but you know, I'll give it two or three episodes. But I don't think it's gonna be any good, personally. Like you kind of almost when you when you hear Sheldon's stories of when he's younger, you kind of find it funny, but like. Almost, it's almost unreal. Well, it is unrealistic what he does, also. Mm. And for you to like then actually put that into a TV series and show that to someone, someone might be like, "Oh, this is a bit stupid." Because mm. you have a, I guess you might have different imaginations of his story. So when he's telling it, you know, you might think, "Oh, yeah, this is how it happened," but then over you might have a different setting or whatever. Yeah, true. And then if they put that onto film, then it's kind of like taken away the imagination of. Of yeah. the viewer. I mean, it's like what you're saying about like making all these films. Like, I'm sure a lot of viewers of films have their idea of their the world that surrounds their film, and then to have all these other films come in and essentially just wipe their mm. their thoughts away and mm. just have this cemented. They've stolen my imagination. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, but then again, on the flip side, there are certain things that I would love to see prequels and sidequels and spin-offs of uh, Game of Thrones, you know. Yeah, that's number one. That'd be like, oh, God, I'd, I'd really? love to see that. Yeah. If they said we're doing a Game of Thrones 
series every year for the next 25 years, I'm like, this is going to be a good 25 years. <laughs> this quarter of a century is going to rock. <laughs> I want to mention uh, a Twitter poll and a Facebook poll that we um, put out uh, last week. So we discussed film... Well, you guys discussed, in my absence, films you'd like to be remade. Mm. Um, and then then we kind of went from that and said, you know, films that uh, have either really bad endings that you'd like to be remade um, or that are better alternate um, endings. So we had a few people voting, so thank you very much for your participation. And uh, what was the main one that came out? Was it um, How I Met Your Mother? Um, yeah, How I Met Your Mother. Um, the season 6 of Community. Oh, uh, yeah. And Dexter. Yeah. yeah. So Dexter, yeah, 100%. Yeah, you <laughs> definitely that. agree with that one. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And How You Met... How, how I Met Your Mother, I also agree with that. Yeah, I, I agree with that strongly, that strongly. I really liked, I just, I thought it was a good concept of a TV series, and mm. then to have, and then, like, throughout the whole series, I don't know if all of you, if you watched all of it, you so basically, and then you have all these snippets throughout, like, a few episodes in the season that, about the, the mother, and then, in the end, and this is going to be a spoiler, so if you haven't watched it, don't listen for the next, like, ten seconds, the mum dies. Mm. and okay. it's him telling the story because his mum yeah and he's telling the story because she's dead uh. that's, that's how I'm seeing it so he's telling the kids the story about the mum mm-hmm. and then in the end you find and then they say to him oh but you love Robin still go and get her and it's kind of like we've been we've been through this story about three times throughout the season that you've been you've loved Robin yeah. then you went didn't go out with her loved her didn't go out with her. and then Barney goes out with her gets married, gets married to her, to her yeah. then divorces her yeah. like come on do you lose interest when that happens when you like don't get the love story that you want because everyone likes a happy ending yeah well, I, suppose it, I suppose it is a happy ending in the end though yeah. that, that was the thing with that anime we saw A Silent Voice I was like just get together please yeah. I suppose that's the whole thing though like with anime I think like loads of people want to have that the discussion of whether they are together or not, really. Maybe it leads to a sequel, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So you did mention Kong. I went to see that, and I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah. From the trailers, I thought it was going to be crap. I was like, oh, well, this A lot, lot better suck. than expected, isn't it? Yeah. It was, you enjoy that? It was... I really liked the, the thought that had gone into the creatures. Um... So, like, you know, that there's a part where Toby Kebbell's character's sitting on the log and then it just turns into this, like, cute little, like, insect, stick insect or log insect. I thought that was cute. <laughs> yeah, the little cute face. Oh, that was disgusting, man. And then you've got, like, the huge spiders, the giant water buffalo, like, the, the pterodactyl little things. Ants. Um, pardon? Ants. They were ants. Yeah. There were ants, he said. Oh, Not I that thought, they I were ants. Pterodactyls were ants. No. I was like, God. <laughs> but... And also, like, the, you know, the commentary on the sort of... I think you mentioned it, Chris, or maybe it was Obi, that, you know, these Americans just go into this place and just bomb it, yeah. and then it's like, yeah, yeah. they destroy everything there, and then they're like, oh, why are they attacking back? And it's yeah. kind of, you know, they're, they're just going to a place and, and ruining it, and it kind of what sort of colonialisation does, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, quite, it was quite cool like that. And uh, the post-credits scene set up, it's kind of cool, you know. They, they, Mothra, um, and other. I can't remember the other names. Of the the other monsters yeah. made me want to watch Godzilla, even though I've heard Godzilla's shite. So you know, building anticipation. I also went to see Beauty and the Beast. I know I'm a bit behind with you guys. We've already talked about it, but 
Um, I want to jump into it. So you, you said you, you make sure you want to see Godzilla, but with the sequel that they've got coming up, Godzilla vs. Kong, I don't want either of them to... I don't want them to fight each other. They're both cool. <laughs> I, yeah. don't, I don't understand why I can't imagine would. either one of them's going to die, though. Not, neither of them are going to die. Like or they're both going to die, and it'll just be, you know... Yeah. That'll be it. Game over. I reckon it will be a Batman versus Superman thing where they'll start off against each other and then there'll be a bigger threat and then they'll eventually team up. What's bigger than Kong and Godzilla, man? Um, Humanity. <laughs> Thanos. I don't know. I don't know. No, it's good, but I thought maybe um, Brie Larson's character was pointless. Um, mm. She was there taking photos and she takes like one photo of each thing. I'm like... <laughs> you've never seen anything like this before now like, why are you not like taking hundreds and maybe a limited film and then in the post credit scene no 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 not even the post credit scene right at the end when they say oh you know, none of us are going to leak any of this I was like what are you going to do with your photos then why have you taken all these photos if you're not going to publish them mm. memories no, it's not, she's a fucking jur- photo journalist. It's not for memories. It's not. It's not adding it to her Snapchat story just for for lols. It's just you know that's yeah. Part it's of for job. confidential, so then they can say this is what you're up against. But they're all they're banging on about her winning a Pulitzer Prize for it. Mm, right. So I don't know. I was hoping Brie Larson maybe would kiss King Kong and then he would turn into Dan Stevens. <laughs> That'd be cool. You know, maybe it's like Beauty and the Beast on yeah, steroids. We, we mentioned that last last time we talked about it. That there wasn't really a love story because no. there is in the. I did like the, um, I liked the fact that they took it in a different direction. Yeah. Because, um, you know, there's the story of Kong where he goes to New, you know, he ends up going to New York and jumping off the building sort of thing. Mm. We've seen that several times. There's, you know, the 1930s one, there's a one in the 70s, and then obviously Peter Jackson's one about 12 years ago. So it's nice that they, they had a different take on it. and they, But they also referred to the older films, didn't they? So when he's got the skull crusher and he's, Pulling its jaw, mm. and there's a part in King Kong, the O five one, and, yeah, and he yeah. snaps his jaw, and um, also when he when in this one Kong falls into the boats and he gets covered in the rails, like in the Kong films, he always ends up on a boat, tied up, being taken to New York. So it's quite, I liked the references there. Um, you know, I assume they were intentional. If not, <laughs> I don't think if anyone not, here picked up on that. No, did I didn't. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Okay, fair no, enough. You're thinking, you're thinking deep. This is this is why I've got a degree in this shit. <laughs> cool. So talking about uh, things that I didn't, that I did pick up on. Um, no, talking about things I didn't pick up didn't on. Didn't pick up on. So I picked up a lot in Kong, but beating the beast. Like, I watched that and I really, really enjoyed it. Mm. I didn't think I was going to. It was a spectacle, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Uh... Did you see the scene that everyone was? No, that's what I didn't pick up on. I was actively looking for this controversial gay moment and I don't think they kiss at all thank you thank you that's I mean, they get cl- their faces get close, but thank you. Whatever. That's literally like, what I was saying last week. And obviously, like, there's kind of a, a, a kind of homoeroticism between yeah, yeah, yeah. LeFou and uh, Gaston. Yeah, but it's not. It's not more o- any more no. overt than you'd get in like Carry On films and like you exactly. know kind of screwball comedies from. Mm. Whenever, mm. so I was, I was like, what? I don't know if you can relate it to that as much because kids wouldn't necessarily watch that, would they? Well, those sorts of you know screwball comedies are always you know, any I sort suppose, of comedy. There's always an mm. element of like, but, you know, yeah. camp sort of 
homoeroticism. Mm. Um, I, mean, I don't see anything wrong with it. There's nothing. Yeah. That is the point. Like yeah. there is nothing wrong with it. I don't. It's been blown up so much, yeah. and I think people are seeing things that aren't actually there. Okay. Like do you remember, like um, I don't know if you know, but with Psycho, mm. the Alfred Hitchcock film, um, loads of people said, "Oh well, yeah, you see her being stabbed." You don't. You just see the silhouette of the knife in the um, yeah. in the curtain, and people say, "No, I did see it," and it's like, no. Even with um. Uh, the Dark Knight when the Joker slams a guy's head on the pencil people are like oh I saw it and you didn't because it's not there mm. <laughs> so I even tried googling it I was like beating the beast gay kiss you know I, was like, I wanted to see oh, what, did I miss this because yeah. I know you weren't you didn't know about it yeah. Um, but I was spent the whole film I was like where is it because I want to know why this is so controversial mm. um but you know, good on Disney for doing that. And also, there's I think it was the first two interracial kisses in that film, um, with Lumiere, oh, right. um, and uh, the one who was the feather duster, and mm. then the wardrobe mm. and the piano. So mm. yeah, quite a progressive film. I really liked it. I thought I liked it. Too. I thought um, Jason Bateman. No, was it Jason Bateman? No, you and McGregor. Oh, they look exactly the same. Um, he was the best part of it. Lumiere, the the candle and his yeah. French accent, although. Considering it's in France, like the fact that Emma Watson has no French accent at all. Well, none of them do, do they? No. <laughs> yeah, Samuel L. Jackson would have said that a French woman should have got that job. <laughs> but no, it was really good. And um, did anyone clap at the end in your in your theater? No. No. Nah. Okay. Did people clap at yours? Yeah. When they, when they it's fit, like get when out they, all over again. No, I know, but that was, that was totally different. When the film <laughs> ended, yeah, people people clapped because the song the last song ends quite like. Taylor's old as time. Yeah, like, it's quite, like, <laughs> dramatic ending. And then everyone's like, shh. Did you, do, did you clap? I didn't clap, no. I don't understand that. What's the point in clapping? My mum does that when the when the pilot lands. I knew you were going to say that. I was yeah. like, it's his fucking job. It was like, yeah, he survived. Like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't get clapped when I do my job. Clap uh, the cabbie when, he, when you get out of the cab, innit? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, Disney is doing live-action remakes of their films. Apparently they came out and said, I think, uh, they, they gave a specific date, I think it might have been like 2007, any animated films done after that, they're not going to live action, Good. remake. So things like Tangled and Brave, Frozen. those sorts of things. Yeah, Frozen, they wouldn't, well, for now. For now. <laughs> for now, they're not getting when, the live action. Once remake. they finished them all in 10 years' time, I'm sure they'll be like, all oh, right, we'll yeah. set a date of uh, 2016 this time. But what other ones are they doing? I know you, you, Aladdin. I think you like, mentioned it last week. Lion King. Aladdin. Lion King. Lion King and Mulan, Mulan. and Little Mermaid. Mulan. And no, Little Mermaid. They're not though. Didn't we discuss that? It's so no. We saw. So before this, we watched a trailer for a Little Mermaid film, which we then found out wasn't Disney. But apparently, they are still doing. Oh, they're one. still doing one. Okay. Yeah. I. Re- they got to have Sebastian. Did you say Lion King? Yeah. 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 John. Do you Favreau. reckon that's gonna ruin it for you? I honestly don't know. Well, you I haven't don't... watched Jungle Book yet, have you? I haven't. No. See, if Jungle, if, really if, Jungle good. if Jungle Book's good, have you seen it? I saw the original, I haven't seen the oh. new one. So if the remake's good, and that's predominantly animals, mm. then maybe Lion King will be mm. just as good. Yeah. But I, I'm only saying because it is your favourite Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know, to be honest with you. Um, I probably won't like it more than the original, just because... Classic. You know, yeah, classic. But, you know, I'll give it a go, and I'll, I'll probably like it just because it's Lion King. So. I haven't seen Cinderella. That was the first live-action remake they did. Oh, yeah. came out a couple of years ago. Was it, was it actually properly Cinderella? Yeah. Or was it... Oh, what was the one where they're in the street and like dancing and oh no that's a different film that's like Les uh, Miserables no no where some girl like la- like some princess lands in the middle of like New York City and, oh Enchanted oh yeah that's something different isn't yeah, it yeah I haven't seen that one no. but um, Mulan the one the thing with that 
they announced that it's not going to be a musical and not going to have the musical numbers in it. Mm. Okay. Why, um, have they done a live-action remake of Pocahontas? Because I thought they would go, think so, they would no. go down that avenue before they went down Mulan, because isn't Pocahontas the more popular film? And it's like Asian sort of um, based uh, lead characters. I just thought they would have gone Pocahontas first. Maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm confusing them. Is Mulan Asian and Pocahontas Native American? Sorry, yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, okay, sorry. so maybe that's why. Maybe we've been cynical, but I maybe I'm being cynical. But uh, they're probably doing the the Asian character first, just so they can appeal to, you know, China mm. and well, Asia obviously. But that's Mulan. As a, that's a good film. You know, huge box office. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, they cast someone Asian in that role. Imagine if they didn't. Oh God. Am I wrong in thinking that in Mulan there's a talking mini dragon? <laughs> yes. No, so you're not. You you are right. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I wonder how they're going to do that. Yeah. Probably visual effects. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think? Do, do you think in the next few years they'll make like films such as? I know we've had Peter Pan and the the remake essentially was Pan and like we've had Pinocchio. That. That's had like okay. that. Well, that's had a like a live action version of itself. It's not just oh. a cartoon. But that was ages ago. Ages ago. So do you think those type of films that have had films already do you think they'll remake them into like the Disney-esque type film because yeah. Pan is definitely I think they will. outside the realms of what and Hook Hook or maybe that's oh yeah yeah I think they will mm. but yeah. then okay then riffing off of that what ones do you want to see I want to see Hercules actually did I do, do Hercules yeah was, it a, Disney, uh, was it a Disney one though oh probably not. It, I think it Dwayne might Johnson, be Di- it? yeah I think it might be it might be Disney but it's oh. not it's not like mm. the Disney film because it's almost, I can't quite remember, but it's almost like, you know all the myths that where he's like got the lion's head and it's like, it's almost like, it, that's almost like, a, I feel like it was almost like a joke mm. in it, okay. or it wasn't, it wasn't a myth, it was just something that happened. If they thing. did Hercules, they would have to do the songs, because the songs in yeah. Hercules Yeah, Hercules is my favourite, like, animated Disney film. Mm. But then again, maybe I don't want a live action remake, because it might ruin it. They would have to do like that, um... The Captain America style skinny guy transforms into big yeah. muscly guy in it for uh, Hercules. Yeah, I mean that really didn't work in Captain America one. And... <laughs> Don't do this to me, girl. I'm not in the mood. Discussion for another day. I feel <laughs> not today. But um, yeah, other other ones that we we would quite like to see, maybe. I haven't seen that many. I can't think of anything other than I mean Peter Pan. I I like the story to Peter Pan, uh, but I think Peter Pan would. And Hercules would lend itself to live action remake, whereas Lion King's obviously like all gonna be CG, we yeah. assume. <laughs> Hundred and one Dalmatians. Did a dog's talk? I think so. I've no idea. Yeah. They yeah. do. In the cartoon. Yeah, they talk to to each other, but oh. the humans just hear the barking. Right. Oh yeah. Do you think sure. they'd remake them? Because they did 101, 102, 103, Christmas, whatever. Do you think they'd remake them anytime soon? Maybe. I don't know. Well, they they did do it because they got Jeff Daniels was yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, yeah, I'm saying I know they did it like a few years back. Yeah, like five, six, ten years, maybe yeah. ten years ago. But I mean, like, do you think in recent times they'll, like, the next five years they'll bring out? They probably they will. Do. But then, do we want the plot to be exactly the same? Because you were saying, like, Beauty and the Beast is pretty much shot for shot, mm. just with real people. Mm. Do we want that, or do we want to? Do we want to see a little bit different? I I feel like. Um, if they uh, do live action and they change up the plot a little bit and it's not good, it's going to make me not like it even more. <laughs> if, that, if that makes sense. Um, if they keep the plot the same, 
then I'll look, I, I can at least be like, oh, well, at least the, the plot is still good, but they just didn't execute it well enough. Well, then what's the point of live action, man? To bring that cartoon... To life. To life. That, to bring that stuff that isn't reality, reality. And the star drop. Yeah, and that. And money. And money. Money. Bills, <laughs> y'all. Isn't that uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame? Is that a uh, Disney? Yeah, it is. Yeah, probably. Oh, I love that. I love that film as a child. Quasi Moldo. Mm. I felt so bad for that girl. See, that's the thing. Like, you'd have to. They'd have to treat that quite sensitively in a live action. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Also, actually, on the point of Disney films, so they're bringing out Aladdin. And they brought out uh, Jungle Book, and they brought out Tarzan, and they brought out all these films. Do you think they'll make the sequels? Because um, there is a sequel to Tarzan, if I remember they're not correctly. Pop- they're not and they're- there is a sequel to Jungle Book, isn't there? Yeah, there is. And there's two sequels to Aladdin. So yeah, I don't think they're a popular lot of them enough to make DVD, aren't they? Yeah, so that's the thing. I don't think they're popular enough to make to make sequels. But then, for. if a live action film is popular enough, then does it lead to them thinking? Maybe they could take the plot wherever they want. I guess that mm. might be quite cool. I can't imagine they'll do a Beauty and the Beast sequel. I don't know if there is such a one, but mm. I don't, don't know. I don't even know what that would be. Exactly. Hmm. A child? I don't know. <laughs> I have it. And it's a beast. Isn't there a child the uh, the goat man from Narnia? No. <laughs> <laughs> but he's the same guy as the one who's in uh, that, that that little centaur thing. There's also one of those in uh, Hercules, isn't there? No. Don't know. Oh, you've got to watch it, man. Well, who would play Hercules? Uh, Zac Efron. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad. I actually don't know. He's ginger, isn't he? The Hercules. Yeah. Yeah. I actually don't know. Maybe we'll have Rupert Grint. Rupert Grint, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Ed Sheeran. Get one of the twins from Desperate Housewives. I don't oh, yeah. know. Oh, yeah, it's a good shot. That's actually a good shot. No, that's actually a solid shot, to be fair. Hmm. Okay. You watched Ace Ventura. Ace day. Ventura, classic. What happened to Jim Carrey, man? Oh, no. Already there. <laughs> <laughs> Had you seen it before? Or? Yeah, yeah. So just, just going from a DVD, picking it. Because that's got a sequel that I didn't. I haven't seen yet. It's on my list. Um, it's still, it's so quite I, funny, actually. I'll talk about it next week, but... Love a, love a Jim Carrey film. It's just bizarre, isn't it? Old school Jim Carrey is decent. Yeah, yeah. New school, I don't really know what he's done recently. But, um... Actually, he was in Kick-Ass 2, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. That was terrible in that. All right, yeah. give us, a, give us a, a review of Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura. Classic pet detective, isn't it? Although, actually, so... When I was looking for films, films to watch, I was going through and, because you guys know, I'm like terrified of sharks. So I was like going through and I saw Jaws and I was like, eh, no, definitely not. <laughs> About 20 minutes into Ace Ventura, I realised that, shit, he's on this giant tank, essentially, and the fucking huge shark jumps out because he's looking for the dolphin. And I was just upset, pooped myself. <laughs> oh, another take that out. <laughs> another Rolly toilet story. Another Rolly toilet story. We haven't had one of those this week. Our upcoming films then that we kind of want to see. Baywatch trailer dropped. Looks hilarious. Yeah. Do you not think? Um, Have you seen? I've seen. Yeah, I, trailer I, I saw a trailer. I don't know. if A new one came out a longer. Oh, one okay. I haven't seen the long one. And I personally think it's gonna be funny. Mm. I think 
Zac Efron and uh, Dwayne Johnson are going to bounce off each other really well. Do you really think well. that they put all the funny jokes in the trailer there and that's it? Because that is a worry. I hope not. I really hope not. But they always do that though, don't they? Flat, even Recently they do, yeah. Bad neighbours and stuff like that, yeah. They don't need to put... Again, we're banging on about it, but maybe we need to start like, a petition. Get the trailer to like a minute. Just yeah. have it quick, you yeah. know. Just tease me. Yeah, or just leave it as a teaser trailer where it's literally just like a... A split second. Mm. Like they do, they've done that loads for Game of Thrones for like the past year. Mm. It's just things like just it's, it's just images. It's not actually. Yeah, and the thing is that they put they release so many different trailers that you could probably if you cut all the footage from them and put <laughs> it together, you've got the film. Like, um, what's the one I'm thinking of? So, Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, they've there's two trailers there, both of pretty much different footage, and you're kind of like, okay, well, got. Most of the film now, uh, even with a uh, ghost in the shell. Um, I'm so sick of that trailer, by the way. I don't know if it's because I've been to the cinema and I've seen it literally every time I've been in the Guardians cinema. Guardians of the Galaxy? No, uh, Ghost in the Shell. I'm so sick of it. I'm just, like, I pretty bit, much know what happens. It makes me not want to watch the film. I had no so idea about it. it before, and now I've seen the trailer, I'm oh, a bit like, oh. God. But in that, like, you know, she's a robot thing, and then it's like, oh yeah, we did it save you. Two seconds later, no, it was all a lie. It's like, oh wow, yeah. you know, okay, cool, don't really need to see this film now. But Baywatch looks really good, really funny. It kind of feels like it's taking the meta yes. approach. Yeah, you know, because there's a point you mentioned uh, off air, Chris, you know, Zach Efron's like, why don't you... So the, the the trailer is obviously they're lifeguards and then some sort of crime happens and then they're trying to chase the bad guy and then Zach Efron's like, why don't you just leave this to the police? It's like, yes, thank you. <laughs> You're literally saying what we're thinking here. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. I, 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 I was going to say, it's David, does anyone know if David Hasselhoff's going to... Oh, he's got, going, he's got to, him I, and Pamela Anderson. I so. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't, can't really I was going to mention that, because you, you said that, you, oh, I think it was Christmas, sorry, um, that you think Zac Efron and Dwayne Johnson are going to bounce off mm. each other. I like that in films where it's unexpected pairs Charisma, that have yeah. a really good chemistry. Mm. Yeah. Like Jonah Hill and um, Channing Tatum in yeah. 21 Jump yeah. Street. Yeah, they actually do, and they're so good. Trying to help pretty much anyone, to be sure. Yeah, mm. him and Seth Rogen's bromance is mm. great. Well, I'm going to bounce off of your point of uh, jo- uh, about Jonah Hill. I did actually, I don't know if I discussed this last time, but I watched uh, War Dogs. Oh, is oh, that any good? Him and it's alright, it's alright. It's, um, it's, it's definitely a, a, an insight into a world of like war and like mm. the selling of arms, I guess. Mm. Um, is it comedic or is it... No. It's not? No. Oh, I just it, it's not. It has funny bits, but I think it's meant to be a bit serious. But right. then, also, I suppose you see the funny side, because like, um, Joan Hill's character kind of plays it a bit f- funny and like just thinks everything's going to be alright and this kind of attitude. Um, I don't know if it's based on a true story. It is. It is. Because if it oh, is, that is messed up. Traumatised. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's a pretty good film. I'd say go and watch it. Mm. I was going to see it in cinema. I've just written it down on my wrist because I did want to watch it. Uh. I forgot with the name. Yeah. Um, I was just going to look up CIA um, arms dealing film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remembered what I was going to say now. So, unexpected chemistry between characters. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds apparently are, you know. I've got a bromance, yeah. Yeah, a little bromance. There's a video of them, like, you know, just ribbing each other and stuff. Yeah, I love him. I, I don't know why, but I really like Jake Gyllenhaal. He's, mm. a, he's a really underrated actor, I think. Yeah. Um, he's but, in some great films. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was... Strong beard game as well. That was because those those two are in... Life. New, the new film Life coming out, which, which is... We're going to see? We're, yeah. 
So we saw the trailer actually when, when mm. me and Chris went to see Get Out. Oh mate, that, that was riveting. Yeah, we were, was, yeah. I was on the edge of my seat just for that trailer, so I'm quite really excited about it, the yeah. film. Mm. So it's a sci-fi film that it's set in the International Space Station. It's got yeah. Ryan Reynolds, Jay Jen Hall, Rebecca Ferguson, a few other people. Yeah. Um, and they find symbiotic life or something. Yeah, and then that ties kind of into the thing that I read earlier. I don't know if you read it as well, but earlier this week, because obviously Venom got announced, and I don't know if it was a fan or one of the production people said that it could link in with the Venom film as the symbiotic. But so that would be really smart. That would, but then that's a very far lined cast really to like get that because isn't Ryan well I don't know if Ryan Reynolds would want to be part of that dub it as part of the Marvel Universe again really depends if he survives the film bum, bum, bum. who is um, life uh, is it a Sony film or is it I don't know actually so no, that, if it is they'll give a bit more life to the hey. is Venom going to be hey. no, well, there you go. um, is Venom I'm sure Venom's going to be made by Sony yeah, uh, Sony slash Marvel, like they did with Spider, mm. like they're doing with Spider Man, mm. I think. So is he going to be one of the villains of, uh, like the MCU then? I don't know if he's that. I don't know if he's big enough to be. Oh, what do you mean? It's just a as a, it's as, be a stand yeah, standalone yeah. film. So that might lead on to Sinister Six or something. If he's part of that, I don't didn't know. They say it know. Was, didn't they? I, I might be completely making this up, but didn't someone say that um, they were going to do the Venom film and Spider Man's like not even going to be. A yeah, part of it. I don't think, yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. Really? I think so. But who's going to... I he's... think we talked about this last week, saying that, or I mentioned that I'd like to see like a villainous film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that's what we're going off of, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we're also seeing Free Fire this week, which you want to see. Oh, uh, yeah. need to put your I ticket. I that. Put your ticket. Yeah, Because well. uh, we're seeing a screening where there's 15 minutes of footage of another film, which I literally have no idea what it will be. Ooh. So... That'll be quite exciting, and hopefully, we'll... <laughs> unless it's something you've really seen. No, it should be something. Unless that's... it's Power Rangers. Oh God, yeah, I wouldn't sit through fifteen yes! minutes of that. But assuming that we're not embargoed, we will tell you what it is next week. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Actually, we might be embargoed because we got approached when we were going to see the anime film about oh yeah about another film. They were saying you know get a free screening, mm. test screening, mm. but we didn't quite fit the demographic. But um. I doubt we would have been able to talk about that either. Maybe mm. we could, uh, you know, WikiLeaks it. But um, have you found is Columbia Pictures. Oh, is that is that? They oh. might be owned by Sony. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> you got to got to dig deeper. Distribution by oh wait, distribution by Columbia Pictures. Uh, production company Skydance Media. Yeah, but who are Columbia Pictures owned by? I'm gonna check that now. Sony. Ooh, mm. so maybe. Detective, detective. Does anyone else want to mention anything before we conclude? Yeah, I've been watching Iron Fist, and I know a lot. Of, it's got a lot of stick, a lot, a lot of stick. Um, but I think it's progressively getting better. I'm on episode ten or eleven. Mm. Can't quite remember. It's on my Netflix. I'm sure it'll pop up. But I think it's getting better, and there's a lot of good twists. I think. Okay. Ben, do you mind if I spoil it for you, or you, no. do you not give a shit? Don't give a shit. Ollie, are you gonna watch? Iron Fist? No. Okay, cool. So, is it just me? I've, I've only watched eight episodes now. Um, but the stuff with the Meachums is so much more interesting than the stuff of Iron Fist. Yeah. Or However, does it get more interesting I think as it goes on? Episode 9, 10 or 11, I can't remember which, it, gets, it is getting more interesting okay. with him as well. Okay. But the Meachums one is still 
predominantly yeah. more interested. Like I feel like I could watch a TV show with just that, like just them. revolving yeah. around their life. And the Please business. don't make a TV. Whoever's listening, no, don't, don't do don't, that. Don't. But I could watch it. Yeah. Like I thought the bit where um where um Ward kills his dad. Yeah, spoilers. Um, where Ward kills his dad, I was like, oh shit. Like, I didn't, obviously, until, until you see him eye up the knife, like, before that, you had no, oh, no inkling. He was embezzling money from uh, Rand Industries or whatever it's called. Like, didn't know any, any, any idea that was happening either. So, like, I just, it came out of, it's so much more enthralling than the rest of the film. And after that, he's, like, um, trying to tell his sister Joy, like, like what's going on with him? Because obviously he's popping pills as well. He's he's a he's a yeah. he's a pill addict, and she knows this, but he's not telling her why. And obviously, um, he's uh, the stress of him being like he saw like a dead body and all stuff like that. Him um, having to keep a secret from pretty much the whole world that his dad's still alive, even though everyone thinks he's dead. Like I think that's led him to a, a pill addiction, and now he's killed his dad, and he hasn't talked like. He hasn't told anyone, and wherever, pretty much wherever he goes, he just sees blood everywhere. Yeah, and it's just like you can tell that like, he's eat like properly eating him up inside, and he, instead of telling his sister, he just lashes out on her, and like I think he's pushing her further and further away. There's there's a clever bit. Uh, this is why you need you need to watch the next few episodes because mm-hmm. I think you'll like it. Mm-hmm. You you'll either like it or you won't. Okay. Some parts. Okay. And but that that blood thing does come about again. Okay. Um. But yeah, I think you got to watch it. You, you'll enjoy it, I think. But I like it. I don't think it's... Like, people have been proper Pitch, giving yeah. it... I think it's all right. Yeah. I think it's better than Jessica Jones. I, I always say I, I, I'm not a fan of Jessica Jones, personally. I still haven't finished it. I've only got, like, nine episodes in. But I, I prefer Iron Fist to Jessica Jones. I don't know if that makes me a misogynist or what. <laughs> um, have you noticed the, the little snippets as well of... Uh, the doctor lady who keeps saying sweet Christmas as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Christmas time. Yeah, yeah I, I, um, I don't know if, I don't know if they... If they um, if they meant this, or if it, if this act, this person's actually a character in the comics, but you know that the person who plays Danny Rand is Loras Tyrell from Game of Thrones, yeah, and he mentions several times that he's got a friend called Davos. Oh. And obviously, Davos is a character in Game of Thrones as well. So I don't know if it, if Davos is an actual character in the Iron Fist comic, or if they've just you know tried to you know do a little uh, link up there. That was okay. that was pretty cool hearing that. But talking about the the contrast between critical reception of Iron Fist and public reception of Iron Fist, like. There was uh, Brett Ratner, who's the director. He's directed lots of films. I think he did Rush Hour, amongst lots of others. Mm. Basically, he came out and had a go at the website Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. He said that it's bad for the industry, Mm. basically. Because essentially, Rotten Tomatoes is a website where critics will give it a score, and they aggregate that down to one number. And then the public will give it a score, and they aggregate that as well. So, example for Iron Fist, the critical score is really low yeah. but the um the popular popularity score you know for just you and I you know the average critic um is a lot higher yeah. and i think even netflix said it's one of its most popular marvel series mm. like in terms of how many people watch it and re- uh, rate it mm. so what do you think about rotten tomatoes website is is it bad for the industry or is it you know what do you think um, I don't know. Like, if it's if if um Ron Tomatoes isn't there, then when are people just? I think it's a good like for me. If I'm uh thinking about a film or I Google a film and I see that it's only got like I don't know thirty percent on Ron Tomatoes, I think oh, it's yeah, not. We've also got IMDb. Yeah, IMDb as well. Yeah, true. I think I've, and also like I don't know if anyone else sees this, but 
I feel like ratings are always a bit higher on IMDb than they are on... Um, I think it's a better reflection of what majority of people think nice. rather than critics' response to films. But the thing, I feel like... I don't know about other people. I feel like I don't take that much mind in... Because there are like dozens of films on Rotten Tomatoes that have got shit ratings, but I love. So, like... I think is, is the rating that you see the critical rating or the popular rating? I think it's the critical rating. The thing is, though, I feel like Rotten Tomato is there to give the, the worst possible opinion of a film... Okay, why do you not, say that? Because they are just you never see one that is sky high with critic rating. Didn't they get I'm, out as ten out of ten? I'm not sure. Did they? Yeah. It was hundred. It was hundred percent for. 100%, so, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure, but I remember uh, listening to a video where someone was describing how the Rotten Tomatoes thing works. So isn't it like, let's say, for example, a hundred critics um, go to watch the film, um, forty of them say they like it. Sixty of them say they don't like it, so it gets a forty percent rating. Is that how, isn't that how, is that how it goes? I assume so. Yeah, I think it's something like that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, well it's, it's, yeah, doesn't it just aggregate all the scores? So mm-hmm. if, if you give it seven out of ten, Chris gives it five out of ten, then they'll aggregate that as to, mm-hmm. or average it out as um, six. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or is it done based on who is more critically acclaimed as a critical uh, and critic as a critic? Yeah, as a critic, yeah. Is I it done know. like that? Maybe. Don't know. I imagine all the people who in, who qualify to uh, put their thing on Rotten Tomatoes are respected, like um, yeah, people. Uh, journalists. Mm, journalists? Or yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm not sure, but um, me personally, I feel like people like you shouldn't base your opinion of a film on from what's on Rotten Tomatoes. Like if you see a film and you think it's intriguing or interesting, then go and watch it, and then have mm. have, 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 yeah. have your own opinion. The only good thing about that is that. Um, well, two things is that if they say a film is shit, you kind of want to go and see it mm. and you feel good. If you're like, yeah, well, actually, the film was good, so Ron Tomatoes screw you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In some respects, like if you see a film's got terrible reviews, you might, you know, it'll put might pick might put people off seeing it. Mm. But then, like what you're saying, Ollie, is you think, oh, why has this got such a bad review? Go and see it, and you actually you sort of it exceeds your expectations. On the flip side, with films like Get Out, 100%, 100%, 5 stars, 5 stars, you go and see it and you're like, oh, if it's not your own 5 stars, Mm -hmm. then it can actually hinder your opinion of the film. And that happens to me quite a lot. Like, I, you know, all the nice guys, Get Mm -hmm. Out, like so many films that that I overhyped because of Mm. all the stuff I've seen. Yeah. That's got. Has that got a good rating? No. Man, still was a but cunt of a film. Someone, someone, <laughs> but, someone did tell us it was one of the best films I've ever seen. Yeah, Joe. That's why he's no longer on his fucking. No, um, <laughs> he works too much. But no, it's like yeah. So I go into those films and I'm like, I, I, it's not as if I'm gonna be like this is gonna be the best film I've ever seen. But you know, I think okay. Well, a lot of people that I respect their opinion have said it's good. Mm. I go in and. Yeah, it's it was all right, you know, I have, but th- that's the thing, I try and need to avoid, um, spoil, I need to avoid critic. This is the thing, like, you need to avoid people lowering or, um, give, building up your expectations, because then either, I feel like, if anything, you need your expectation to be lower, yeah. so that when you see it, you're either at the same level, or you'll think, oh, that's better than I thought it was going to be, rather than people, for example, Joe, saying that, like Man of Steel is one of the best films he's ever seen and then I go and see it and I think it's pretty pretty rubbish <laughs> to be honest so I think people just need to be able to manage their own 
expectations. Do you think? So then it was all down to subject. Of course, yeah. I'm just gonna quickly then. say why I think Rotten Tomatoes can be actually bollocks because they think, uh, I think Supergirl, the TV show, has got like a nine something in the ninety percent region on Rotten Tomatoes, and for me, it's comfortably the worst of the four CW TV shows that. Are, they're gonna um, come back and say <laughs> you're a <laughs> totally shit podcast. Don't listen to it. <laughs> Which of course is any, not true. Any, any any publicity is good publicity, to be fair. Yeah, that's true. Mm. But I don't know. Again, obviously, I don't know how it works. Maybe though, the people who like superhero shows or films, mm-hmm. they're probably going to be the crit- the critics and journalists who review it, right? Because mm-hmm. not every critic watches every film and reviews every film. Mm-hmm. That that would basically that would be the fairest system, I guess. Mm-hmm. But you know, if if you be like superhero films. You watch it and then you review it, and you'll probably have got you. If you like that sort of thing anyway, then you might already, you know, add an extra yeah. couple of stars on. Whereas, you know, someone like Ollie, if you saw it, you probably wouldn't bother reviewing it, maybe. Or you probably wouldn't watch it in the first place. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, obviously, critics, their job is to watch a lot of content. Whenever but we talk about critics, I don't know why, but I can only ever think of Ratatouille, because obviously there's that critic um, from the, the food. The critic. food critic. <laughs> I don't know why. Just always pops into my head. <laughs> but would you think then, when a film is reviewed, should it basically be reviewed by people who are like that sort of thing? So you can kind of get a uh, an opinion. What I mean by that is, critic A who likes superhero films, yeah. they review a superhero film, and they can then be like, oh yeah, you know. Infinity War is great, it's a lot better than Age of Ultron, you know, it's not quite as good as Civil War, blah, blah, blah. Whereas someone who doesn't like superhero films is going to go in and be like, this film is just destroying cities, it's a load of shit. Like, you know, what what level of... You I know, think... Sorry. Um, I think they should mix it, so you got the pe- you should have the people who are... I think it should be maybe majoritarily people who are into that, whatever genre it is they're reviewing. And then you should have a section of people who aren't that into the, into the genre or not maybe not into it at all so then they can view it so then people who don't like that genre and then they go to watch it they can say oh I wonder what because and if the the um the critic states I'm not normally the sort of person who watches for example the superhero genre but blah 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 blah, blah then someone who's uh, reading that and is not into the superhero genre could be like oh, okay this person's a bit like me they're not really into this sort of thing yeah. so I'll see what they think about it I before. think this sounds like a good social experiment Go we should try it. and conduct this because it is quite Get a group of people who are interested in why, why I see reviews mate exactly. <laughs> well that's the thing because like you know it's tough to relate to some critics because I don't I don't know what sort of films they like you know maybe someone gives a bad review to a film because they just don't like the actress or they don't like the director or they don't like the the you know, that sort of genre. Mm. But then, you know, so that you, you don't really know why they're saying this bad review, you know, there's not complete transparency there. Mm. Like um, Chris and Zack Snyder. Yeah, <laughs> you know, thinking every bad film's been directed by him. <laughs> it is. But then there's things like, so I went to see La La Land because there's a lot of hype and I don't really like musicals, mm. but I did quite like that film. Mm. So, you know, if in a review for that, if they, you know, if you ever want to use my review, then please do. Like you know, you say, well, Glenn doesn't normally like musicals, but he said it's really good. Whereas Chris loves musicals, and he said he didn't like it for this reason. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. Maybe maybe reviews need to be yeah. You know the 
I like this genre camp, and the, I don't normally watch this genre camp. And Copyright, then... ycreviews.com. <laughs> 2017. <laughs> <laughs> well, that brings us to the end of episode nine of Your Average Critics. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our discussion on Power Rangers. Quite a lengthy discussion there. It was. Um, uh, amongst a whole lot of other things. Disney, Kong... Beauty and the Beast. Bit of a mishmash. Uh, mishmash hodgepodge. To give you another little bit of info, apparently they might be casting for Deadpool's, uh, vi- uh, not villain, but Cable. cable. Uh, Rumour has it, it might be Michael Shannon. Shannon. Ooh. There you go, a little post-credit to the podcast yeah. there. <laughs> well, do follow us on Twitter at YACpodcast17 and like us on Facebook, Your Average Critics. Um, and also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Um, it's also on SoundCloud. Give us a lovely review. And yeah, just... Or not. Know. No, do. Positive or negative? Review us. It would be nice to get your feedback. <laughs> positive or negative to be fair we want to uh, have this show evolve and grow so yeah please do get involved and uh, tune in next week bye bye fuck you Obi fuck you wrong. fuck you, you Chris I hate you fuck you we've just seen the uh, <laughs> Justice League trailer and, and it looks sick and it was look split shit. opinion look <laughs> it looks so look, good look listeners don't don't take uh, don't as a trailer ever Ever take Obi's opinion on superhero films. I resent <laughs> this. Thank don't you very ever, much. Don't ever take Glenn's opinion on superhero films. So, we just watched Justice League trailer. Um, it was. It seemed to have been released whilst we were recording episode 9. So we're adding this as a little podcast extra. Um, so a little treat for you guys. So, okay. Boom. Justice League. Coming out November. Ollie, why did you hate it? The trailer. Trailer was not really. It's just a big fight, isn't it? I don't want to see a big fight. You want to see a big fight? No. You want to see more character development or something? Yeah. Plus, I I don't know anything about Justice. They showed League. that in the first trailer. I don't know anything about the Justice League lot anyway. I think they're like a group of misfits that I just don't care. Batman is cool. Batman is cool in his own universe. I don't want him to get involved in some some Aquaman universe. So you don't want a Justice League film full stop? Yeah. So that's why you f- you think the trailer's rubbish. Yeah. So the actual trailer in itself is it rubbish? Yeah. I don't believe you. <laughs> All right. Okay. I don't you. Right. We'll try and do this a balanced way because Obi and Chris liked it, and me and Ollie didn't. So Obi, why did you like the trailer? I just want to look sick. Like you got to see everyone. You got loud noises and bangs. Yeah. You got to see some. You got to see the action because I think in the first trailers you kind of got him recruiting them sort of thing, so you kind of get like a little hint of background story sort of thing. In this one, you get all the action, Aquaman doing some nut stuff, doing jumping up, jumping off some Batman, the Batmobile into something. Um, you see a little uh, bit of Barry Allen uh, origin because I think he's, he's I'm assuming, he's uh, dad, dad in prison. Yeah, yeah, I'm assuming. So it would be nice to if they give us a little bit of that. I just thought it was really good. It makes me want to watch it. I thought it was good. Man. Well, like, what's the plot then? Huh? What's the plot? Why do I need to know the plot? The, 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 it's a trailer. Yeah, why do I need to know the plot? We, 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 we always talk about trailers giving away too much. So I don't, I don't want it to give away too fences, much. Fences, I didn't know the plot about that at all. And that was fantastic. I'll tell, you what, I'll tell you why you don't need to know the plot within this trailer. Because you know what the plot is because of the previous film. Batman vs Superman touched on the fact that there's a greater threat coming. He, that's that's his dream, what his dream's about with all the Malian things. And also, if you watch the extended bit, you see the bit with the like godlike creature... At the very end, don't you? I haven't seen the extended. Oh. 
also from I don't know I might be I might be completely making this up. In the first trend doesn't um bat, it shows Batman recruiting but doesn't he like say like a war is coming or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That's the plot man. War's war's mm, coming. True. Why yeah, didn't you Glenn, why, why, why didn't you like it, Glenn? It would just right. So I ain't got a clue what's going on. It looks cheesy. I don't it? want them to tell me the whole plot. I just wanted to have a Obviously, I know oh, they're fighting. You it both ways, girl. No, I don't. I don't <laughs> like. Because I said to you before, I said to you just while we were watching the trailer, I was like, I bet they show Superman at the end. Yeah. And they didn't, which is good because yeah. that would be too much of a spoiler. Yeah. But I haven't got a single shred of what the plot is going to be apart from the fact that they're fighting an invisible, uh, a greater threat. I mean. But are, you going, but are you going to watch it? Oh, I'm gonna have to, aren't so I? So then it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, you don't, you don't give it, you don't, why do you care about the players? You're gonna watch it anyway. Yeah, but I'm not gonna enjoy it. I don't think it's gonna be shit. I don't think it's gonna be shit. Right, and, 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 I, I think in that trailer is gonna be the best DC film since they've started it again. <laughs> that isn't saying much, though. Well, it, it is, because you didn't think anything could get worse than Batman, uh, Man of Steel, and then you've got Batman versus Superman. I mean, and then Suicide Squad. And then Suicide Squad, and they're all pretty shit, and yeah. everyone was Wonder sorry, Woman pretty might bad. Be good. I think let's follow the trend. Um, they've all Woman. gone down, so this this is this is, this is now rock bottom. This is the, nah, the, the trend. We're looking at the trend. The graph is pointing down, Obi. Nah, this is this their is, redemption. This is at the bottom. Nah. I, d- I don't know. Um, I think... The end of DC. I think it was such a gloomy trailer but then they kept injecting bits of comedy into it what's wrong with that because I don't feel like that's in keeping with the DC mate you are universe. a rotten tomato they're critic rebooting, they're rebooting it you are a no, rotten not. tomato critic mate oh my I'm going to throw rotten tomatoes at you in a minute you Chris twat. why did you like it well, I don't like it I just thought that it it engulfed the original trailer in it which is good because it, yeah. it because sometimes they just throw away that original trailer and then they just add loads and loads and loads of stuff. You saw a bit of action. You saw that all four of them are going to be involved in this action. You saw origin stories of Cyborg and you saw origin story of Flash in there. I don't know if you saw it, but there was a bit of a like rugby or American football thing and that's Cyborgs. Mm. And the, the prison bit is Barry Allen and his dad. Mm. Um, so that's pretty good. I, I mean, it shows that they're going to do maybe touch on a bit of origin, but obviously that's what the individual films are for, mm. the origin stories. Um... There's a lot of action. You can see that they're all involved. They're all like being like teammate-ish, and the comedy injected almost shows that they're not quite teammate-like. Also, when you see Lois Lane, it almost gives you the sense that Superman is going to be back. Mm. I don't know what she was looking up at. It might have been just the action in general, or it might be Superman. You never know. Superman might not even be in this film because I'm pretty sure Justice League originally has meant is meant to start with seven or eight founders. Mm. Not doing that, mm. so never know where it goes. But I think, yeah, no, 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 you don't. Oh, just general. I think it's a good trailer. Like, if you take it for just being a trailer rather than you not liking all the other films, or you just thinking that DC is going to be absolutely turmoil, I think this, would, as a trailer, is good. And yeah. then Aquaman like a boss. Yeah. Yeah, boss man. I, f- I think maybe I think my I I do admit that my. Probably your hatred for, yes. for DC. Yes, my my yeah. opinion's clouded. Yeah, but. Yeah, yeah. but then I could, but then as much as I think it is, I've gone the flip side that maybe my passion for it to not passion, my want for it to be good yeah. is maybe clouding my judgment. That's a fair point. And yeah, I think I'm the same. I feel like although I did say it before we went to see Suicide Squad, I'm pretty. I said it was going to be rubbish, and it was. However, <laughs> I did think Batman vs Superman was going to be good. So did I. And it wasn't. 
wasn't what we expected. We've been but burned so many times. Um, yeah. I just got two quick, quick, quick questions. Um, is Zack Snyder directing this one? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Cool. Um, did you guys think Man of Steel or um, Batman v Superman? Which one do you think was worse? Probably Man of Steel. Okay. It's a tricky one because I think Man of Steel had like a good, like not a good storyline, but had a storyline to go by. Well, I know this did have a storyline, Batman vs Superman, but it was a bit just jagged and it mm. missed out loads of stuff. Mm. So I think personally, and because I don't like who played Lex Luthor, and I don't like, uh, I don't like how they stopped the fight and how little of a fight there was, mm. and the baddie in Batman vs Superman. I think I'm gonna have to say Batman vs Superman is the worst one. Mm. However, I will. Say this till he's no longer part of it. Ben Affleck is a good friend. Yeah. Oli, have you seen either of those films? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen both of them. Okay, which one do you prefer? Uh, I'd prefer Man of Steel, but I'd prefer it if it was about half an hour. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so like the last half an hour oh, didn't that exist. Peter Griffin chicken fight between fucking <laughs> yeah, Superman yeah, exactly. and uh, the other guy. I don't know why they insist on having these <sighs> extremely long fight sequences. So it's like, long. Like, they, they're equally matched, okay, then s- suddenly the good guy gets, like, a one-up, but then, oh, the bad guy's got, like... It's really cliche, because mm. they do the same thing for mm. everything, mm. I swear, now. And, yeah, it's just... Do we think Wonder Woman's going to be any good? Yes, I do. I don't I like... I, I don't, think I'm the only one. I don't like the riff, the... I like her. I like that. I like her thing. Oh, like that. That's good, man. That's cool. It's gonna be. He's not gonna like it because it's gonna be like almost Captain America esque. Uh, Cyborg is basically a shit Iron Man. Just putting it out. <laughs> uh, to be fair, that's the only thing I'll say. Um, I think. Uh, uh, sorry, Cyborg's uh, uh, outfit. Oh, not outfit, but you know, machine. His machinery. get up. His get up. Yeah, it didn't look. I think it looked too CGI. But then his body is. Moved. Primarily yeah, robots. Thing, so, so what are you gonna do? Yeah. Really, that's the thing. Look at, look maybe I think his original story might be quite, quite a good one, maybe. Hmm. Mm. Okay. Well, we'll definitely talk about that uh, when it comes out in November, and I'm sure there'll be plenty more trailers between now and then. Um, Flash TV series. Flash is better than the DC Universe Flash. Mm. Yeah. Um, no, not current Barry Allen. Because current Barry Allen's a fucking idiot. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. This He's a true. moron. This is true. So yeah. yeah. Anyway. I'll take that back then. And on that note, I hope you enjoyed the uh, little podcast extra. 